0: Hi, Joe Doyle here. As a former bricklayer turned property investor, I would not be where I am today if I didn't first learn the art of business. Nowadays, a big part of my life is helping other tradesmen grow their business and create wealth by sharing my knowledge, insights, and experience. Welcome to the Tradesman Survival Guide podcast. All of the strategies discussed in my podcast are taken directly from my book, The Tradesman Survival Guide, which is available at www.joedoyle.ie. Forward slash TSG. TSG of course being Tradesman Survival Guide. Thank you very much for, for tuning in here. We said we'd do an episode of the podcast. And what better title to give it than who the fuck is this Joe Doyle fella? So we'll explain a little bit about who I am and hopefully you enjoy following our content and you subscribe to our podcast and our Facebook and our YouTube and everything else there. We're open our game in the social media. Anyways, my name is Joe Doyle. I'm from Clondalkin in Dublin. I am 35 years old. Sweet Jesus, that's fucking old, man. You know that? 35, man. Fuck. Anyways, um, I run a Facebook page called Joe Doyle Entrepreneur, <coughs> where I help tradesmen, business owners, and would-be property investors make more money from their business and get going in the property investment space. But... Where i'm at right now is not really important for this episode it's where i came from right so i want people to know a little bit about who i am and what i do so i grew up so Asher, sure we may as well we do those flashbacks in the movies you know where they, it starts with the end something happens and then they flick back to the very start right so where are we at right now i've got an office in clandalkin i've got a good team of people down here and i spend most of my time well my time is split up in terms of the work sense by managing my property portfolio we've got like 50 odd units there all around uh dublin a little bit less than 50 units now at this stage because we're we're a few (laughs) a few getting chopping and change right um 11 million quid is the portfolio value and we get a lot of rent in from that and that pays a lot of the bills and and life is good and we have to work harder now to be honest but people don't mind um working hard once the rewards are there when i'm not on the property side of things don't buy to rent i do buy refurbish sometimes just buy them and sell them on i do all sorts of stuff in in the property space um when i'm not in the property space i'm on facebook here making videos and i'm pretty much looking to connect with people who are tradesmen sole traders and they're not happy with the amount of work they're making i say this kind of half jokingly but the more i do it the more i say it and the more i go on I'm more says, you fucking make friends with me you let me into your business your whole life's gonna improve end of story that is the absolute long and the short of it i deal with so many business owners and the results we get for them is absolutely astounding you know and that came mostly from all of the mistakes that i've made right so you know life is good for me now um in the business sense but we had a few years where we're almost bankrupt and i was it would come down to a flick of a coin a few times as to whether i would succeed and be able to escape all this uh potential bankruptcy issues and stuff like that that was going on um never came down to a flick of a coin whether i was going to succeed because i still haven't succeeded as of yet but i fucking will don't you worry about that i'm out there pushing harder and harder Every single day, I'm on a mission to make hundred million quid. No secret there. I'm happy to say that to you, and I think a lot of people have have issues when they a lot. you hear people saying Irish people are begrudgers, right? I don't actually believe that they're begrudgers as much as they are uncomfortable. A lot of people are uncomfortable around ambition, and uh, like I'm, 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 fucking mad to do a deal. I'll do a deal all the time i'm always ready to do a deal i'm always ready to do good business i'm quite ambitious i'm a bit over the top when it comes to this sort of stuff but i'm a man on a mission and that's what i must do in order to get to where i want to be um and I, I believe that you know business has to be win-win otherwise you may as well not get involved you know i've got a win-win relationship with all my tenants all my staff all my clients on our business program you know it's it has to be win-win at all times I drink a lot of water as well. So people are always like, Jeez Joey, you're always water in them videos. I drink a lot of water, yeah, so that's the noise you're hearing in the background. So let me tell you, take you on a little a little bit of a journey over the last while. Um so that you know who I am, what I do and I just find that people people connect with people a lot better when they know their background and they they know their personality or whatever else. You know, if you if you if you're doing a bit of business with someone and you go out for a point with them you know after that then if you liked him or not, isn't it? That's really the that's the way it is, you know. So I started off as a bricklayer. When I was in when I was in school, I always knew I was going to be a bricklayer. I was working with my old lad, he had a little crew builders going. And I knew that when I left school I was gonna be a bricklayer. So I left school after the junior cert. Started working with him. I couldn't register as an apprentice till I was sixteen, which was, you know, a year and a half or so later on after that. But I was tipping away working with myself um and then when i was 18 i bought the house next door to my mother's house quite easy back then so 18 i was born in 84 so that would have been 2002 easy enough to buy a house back then uh but i always knew i was going to go in and buy buy property i remember actually i was looking at buying a, <laughs> a Subaru Impreza, present and a guy came up and we we're talking about uh buying the car and he literally came up to my ma's house and i'm looking i'm in the car and he let me have a little spin of it and i'm looking at the house and it was a toss-up between one or the other and we bought the house thankfully um at that time i was working with my dad myself and my buddies used to work with me that and uh that was really it at that point and then i bought that house and then when i was 19 i got an opportunity to buy a piece of land to build another house in the estate across the way and the way it worked was if you were buying a house you needed a 20 percent deposit at that stage however if you are building a house the bank would give you 80% of the site cost and 100% of the build cost which basically meant the amount of money that you needed to get the deal over the line was was a lot less and because I was building the house myself um if I could I could basically get a 100% mortgage so I done that a couple of times I had about four or five houses it's going kind of to do one every year um 18 19 20 21 and then when i was 23 which would have been 2007 if i'm not mistaken yeah i just couldn't buy any more houses because the just the numbers didn't stack up there was just you know this was the height of the the boom we didn't know it was a boom at the time and uh i said i better set up a business because there's no point in keep buying properties if they're artificially inflated in price but i bought fucking one more right and then i set up a business so i can remember um I decided the first thing that I needed to do when I hire, when I set up a business, because I didn't know what I was doing, I didn't know what I was talking about, I needed to hire a business coach. So the very first purchase in the business, the company I set up was called insuranceworks.ie and we were going to specialise in insurance-based property repairs. And the reason how I actually set up that, just as a side, uh, side uh, note to that, the reason how I set up the business was because I got a leak in the roof of the house that I bought. And I was going to go, out and there's water pissing through the ceiling, and I was going to go out and fix it. And I'm on the phone to the insurance company on the ladder, and they're like, No, no, don't fix it. Wait till the loss adjuster gets there. And I'm like, What the fuck? This was a nightmare. I was confused. And I thought, well, I'm literally standing outside the house, me, and me, down with a ladder, ready to rock and roll and fix this roof. And they're telling me not to fix it. This just doesn't make sense. And all sorts of stuff that complications that come along with that. So it, they made it sound very complicated. And straight away, I thought, Bing, here's an opportunity. I'm looking for a business. You know, I think God sent that leak in the roof for me, you know. That was just the, the the business we were going to go into. I had bought a property down in Crumlin. Uh, you'll cry when you hear it. It cost me 685,000 euros for the property. Wrote a check and got the mortgage from the bank, the usual combination there. And uh, I met this guy who was a business coach. And I said, listen, I can, I, can, I, can, I can remember the words he said to me. I said, look, I've got this property. I don't know whether to reform it now and then start the business later on or start the business now and reform the property later on and if I start the business now, it would mean I would have to get the loan offer reissued, which was the money for the the refurb cost, and his exact words to me were, sure, you're hot to trot now, you may as well go ahead and and get the business up and running now, really what he was saying was, he wanted his fucking 14 grand right now, and uh, he talked me into that, and he didn't give me what he was setting out to do, which was good business advice, but at the same time, he probably knew no better than himself, because a lot of, coaches trainers business people people steering the ships harsh reality is they don't fucking know what they're doing <laughs> that's being straight with you you know so anyways um set up the business insuranceworks.ie uh, in our first month which would have been january 2018 we made twenty thousand euros profit from the garage next door to the house that i bought that's where we're based little tiny little garage probably 15 square meters you know um the second month made another 20 grand. The third month made another 20 grand. I'm like, holy shit, man. This is easy. I'm, I'm, I'm a legend. I'm, I'm printing money here now, you know. 20 grand profit a month for our first three months, you know. So then we hired another business coach. Um, a, As a consultant to come in and help us with different things because our previous program had, had uh, expired, you know. So what happened was when we hired the business coach in 2017, it was a few months of a program and we finished then so january 18 was when we are really at the races like we we like we are trying different things beforehand but i wouldn't even class them as as trading properly we're trying to get the business off the ground so we got off the ground january 18 made a load of money for three months brought in a new consultant he told me to do a lot of different things um i'm sure some of them worked. some of them didn't work anyways the end of the year i think we finished the year with 15,000 euros profit right um, so, having gone from like sixty grand profit in the first quarter, we finished the year with fifteen grand profit, and that was a rude awakening. That was a eye opener for me. We just got big, and we didn't even—I didn't know what i was doing. It was just pot luck if I was going to be going making money or not, you know. But, anyways, we we stuck with it. um We stayed in the garage at the side of the house for a good few years, and um, we st- we are on a typical year, we're doing between eight hundred grand and a million euros worth of turnover. And I learned a massive, massive amount from that business. we done about two and a half thousand repairs in all the times that I was in that business. Um, Which is like, that's a lot of properties to work in, you know, for a small crew. Um, we done really well over. Uh, it was hard, hard, hard work, to be honest, right? Uh, but I, I like to think that that was my apprenticeship, you know? Um, now, between buying a few houses at the start and setting up insurance works and all that, I was buying more properties and then the recession had struck and then all of a sudden the banks wanted all their money back so i basically at this point in time owed three million quid to the banks and my properties were worth a million quid so they were screaming wanting their money back everybody was saying to me "Joe, you need to go bankrupt you're not going to be able to clear the loans all these different things and they were dead right you know it was just you know i think that i heard a term in, in law there's something called the reasonable man test so with a reasonable man Walk out onto the motorway. With traffic whizzing up and down. No he wouldn't you know. So the reasonable man test. I'm not even sure about employees here. But was it worthwhile for me to not fight. Was it worthwhile for me to fight all that bankruptcy. And try to find a way out. 100% not. However. What people don't understand. What people don't know is. entrepreneur. You know. Underneath my top here right. And this is the same. Anybody that's. Anybody that's. That's self-employed. When they take off their top. They have a. They have an Inbuilt superman costume on there right because that's what entrepreneurs do they we're fucking superheroes in our own right um although some most times we never do any good you know but we just have an, a serious desire to do more a serious desire to just keep plowing on and figuring shit out you know and i didn't know it at the time and it was the right it was the wrong decision at, at the time but i plowed through and i figured these things out one step at a time you know so we had started off as a property investor went into the business never made any money out of property investing because every time i made money i just put it straight back in onto the next one onto the next one onto the next one so it's basically the strategy i had when you look back in it now as i'm going out to the the horse racing for the day i'm gonna put this money on this horse and when it wins i'm gonna put all in the next horse all in the next horse all the next horse every single washer i had just kept going on to the next horse and uh, i think it was horse number 10 fucking let me down you know um <laughs> So 10 properties and uh, the banks wanted all that money back, all that sort of jazz, you know. Um, it was doomed. As I look back now, of course, I was fucking destined to fail, you know. Never mind the economy, just the strategy that I was implementing. I was just putting the money all onto the next horse, all onto the next horse. However, I got a good cash generating business up at the time and I could kind of lean on one when the business was going not great. Uh, there was money coming in from the rent. When the rent wasn't going good, we had the business, you know, so, um, that was, I, I pretty much had the two of them going on at the time, you know, so I was, I, you know, what would you say there, I didn't have one stream of income, I had the business income, and then I had the property investing income, you know, so fast forward to, I don't even know what fucking year it was now at this stage, I think it might have been 2000, and I'm looking up here, because it's, it was around 2012-ish, so kind of. 12 13. um This stuff came to a head, you know. It was just there was two stages. Number one, where it all blew up, and I had to be dealt with, and then the second stage was when I finished it off. And I, I got a, I got a, a, a memory popped up on my Facebook there today from four years ago. So that would have been two thousand fifteen. Um, and it just said, "I've just done sitting in traffic in the keys, sitting in the keys, sitting on the keys in traffic." Just had to sign the most important deal in my life. Couldn't care how long the traffic takes. Something like that. And that was the day that I'd signed to do away with my banking problems. I'd signed my last day with my last bank. And I was just sitting in traffic. And I was like floating. And uh, so it was with October 2015. Yeah, actually as you look right now, right? And I'm like, I'm going to fucking take over this whole fucking world now. I'm like, yeah, that's done. It's behind me. I'm going to do it, you know? and and, um that was the plan i didn't lose the spark i didn't lose the fire in my belly in fact it made me more eager i was more mad to go and push forward you know so i I won't even bore you with the details of how i managed to negotiate the bank although rte liked it and he made a full documentary about it so that's another story They, they obviously thought it was good i'm just used to it now and i've told the story so many times and maybe i can maybe i can do an episode in how i got out of being bankrupt i crossed that bridge when um when, when we come to it, you know, um, for, a, for a, an episode in itself, the story there was that uh, we, done the day and I was ready to go, right, so I'd got people to try and help me out with, dealing with this banking issue and all that, and all I really wanted to do at the time, was just walk away, walk away from the properties altogether, however, the banks would not allow me to walk away, they just said like, no, sit there we want that money right everybody else was getting properties repossessed and i just wanted to give them back but the negative equity was so much that they said no and I'm, I'm glad now that they took that approach because i managed to hold on to most of those properties however what happened was it's just actually a strange thing there right a strange thing happened after that was that we went down to the the guy who had been helping me with the property stuff right with the with the with the bank negotiation stuff he was giving me he's an old old school guy give me a bit of guidance or whatever else and he was just hated banks you know and I'd, I'd learned to acquire a hatred for banks as well because of what they were doing to me and the country and everything else there but look it is what it is right so i went into his office purely to say thanks for all the work that you've done and do a little debrief that that this is all behind me now and he had this big pile of files sitting on the desk and i'm like are they all in the same position as me and he's walking around you up, like, oh, fucking fucking fuck he's effing out on this and this and this And uh, I'm looking, right? And it's like as if there was an angel sitting on the top of the foils. And I was like, Joe, these are for you. These are for you, right? So straight away, I'm thinking, there is like dozens of people who are in the same position as me. They just want rid of all these properties. They can't get rid of these properties. I wanted rid of mine and I'm at the fixing it. And now that I'm at the fixing all the problems, it wasn't really that bad, was it? Like, could I fix it again? I'm like... You know what, I probably could fix it again. So what I said to, to the guy was, I said, will you, will you ask those clients, can I take all them properties? I'll take them, I'll deal with the banks, I'll deal with everything, we get them off the hook. Oh, they wouldn't do that, and he was just a very negative set in his as man, you know. So uh, oh, he, he said he'd come back to me, well, I can't even remember the details, it's not that important. Anyways, I had a, like a, an epiphany, a flashpoint. Saying, there's so much opportunity, there's gold in them folders there. And he got me zero clients, right? or zero people who are like me you know he never he never followed through on what he said he was going to do well, that's fine it's no problem right however i felt that there was going to be a market so i put the word out there and start talking around the people and all of a sudden people just start approaching me. can you fix? did you fix your problem with the banks yeah can you fix my problem i don't know i'll have a look what do you want to do i just want to walk away i just want to walk away i just want to walk away so i'm like yeah listen i'll help you walk away so we put a process in place that allowed me to go in talk to the banks and for those who wanted to walk away, I could buy the properties off them. For those who didn't want to walk away, you know, they we, we could help them out a little bit. But really, we were after the ones that wanted to walk away from the problems with the banks. So that's what we done. So we went in, restructured the loans, got some write-downs. The people walked away. They didn't have to make any payments. They didn't have to carry any legacy debt. And I just basically took care of that. And over time, then, we, we just put our own mortgages on the property. And basically, that was my first boost back after um dealing with the bankruptcy and i talk about like i can remember that it was january january 1st i was in uh i went away to lanzarote for uh for, for new year's and uh oh, i got drunk on new year's eve and i had to go home to bed early and I remember all the kids were shining their lasers at me because i'm walking across stumbling across the the, the car park me misses all my mates all there, Mr all there and the kids great crack was but sure geez I couldn't get a taxi home cuz it was new year's so by the time I walked all the way home I was sober and then I says, I'm not walking back down it was too far so I just I just went to sleep and I woke up the next morning fresh and I says, right let's let's go with this so basically from January 4th what have been 17 yeah it was 17 17 yeah definitely 17 we started taking on this type of work and uh, that we that managed to bump up the portfolio and then we moved on to the next strategy and the next strategy you know so We're going through these different stages and your business is evolving and different things like that. And bear in mind, I had 10 years behind me. So at this point in time, I was like 31, 32, 10 years behind me running a building company, 10 years behind me negotiating with insurance companies, you know, a few years of negotiating with the banks. I'd had hundreds of clients. I'd had dozens of staff. I had loads of stuff going on. And it was only when I started talking to other people about their business that I realized how much I was doing in comparison to them. And when I got really deep into them, I only realised how much I'd know, how much I'd grown in comparison to them. So most most tradesmen were still tradesmen. They weren't business owners. Most investors had one or two properties and they were still hanging on to all the hassle over that. They weren't willing to, to grow and stuff like that. And I just realised that I actually have a bit of a knack for this sort of stuff because I love it. This is my gig. This is what I love doing, you know. Fast forward then to January 2018 i must actually check that i could probably check on my phone there and it was 18 or 19 so this is not 17 I, I basically i set up my facebook page joe doyle entrepreneur i think it was 17 maybe i should have done my research beforehand Um, uh, doing my research on myself anyways i started following grant cardone and uh, i'd strongly recommend you follow him he's a cool dude from america he's got a billion dollars worth of real estate his stuff is dublin you know and and his portfolio is getting bigger and bigger all the time. He flies around the world in his private jet, looking at deals. He flies around America now. He's killed. He's crazy. He's fucking mad. He is right. But I start following him, and he was putting this conference on called the Ten X Growth Conference. And I says, okay, I want to go to that. And then I'm like, right, Joe, if I'm going to that, I'm not going. Like it's, um, it's in um, Miami. Yeah, it's in Miami. If I'm going there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all out on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna splash a few quids, right? This may just have a little daydream. Yeah, I'm going to fly force class. I was always wanted to the fly force class. I'm going to uh, give myself a nice hotel room. You know, he Grant drives a, uh, what's he drive about? Rolls, Royce, whatever the money grew, drove. I'm going to get one of them to pick me up from the hotel and bring me to the airport. This is me dreaming in my head, right? So I said, well, if I'm going to do all this stuff, I'm talking to you. Now, Joe, don't be thinking your Bertie big balls because you're at the dealing with your problems with the bank. You can't go splashing all this money away uh, just because things are starting to turn for you a little bit and all. If you want to go to that conference, you can go, but you must create the money from some new source altogether. And I'm thinking, right, what can I do here? And I'm like, great, right, well, I'm at the doing a lot of fuck ups on the property. I'm at the turn them around. I'm at the doing well on the property on the back end of even sorting out uh, problems for other people. I'm sure I could train other people how to do the same and get going and get them a couple of properties under their belt. So then I took out my phone and. I done my first ever Facebook live video, and I just said, "Hey, you know, I've got a new idea, new business idea coming up. I'm happy to share." And people are like jumping on, and it's me sitting on the. It was on the beach when uh, for New Year's Day. It was New Year's the following year again. I was away, and I was trying to replicate the success that I'd got from the, the year previous. And uh, I just start talking to Facebook, and I didn't realise that people actually liked to listen to what I had to say. Like I got like. 100 friend requests the next morning Loads of stuff I'm like what in the name of god Has just happened there right Um, So then I start doing more videos Just talking about business And different things And people start following me you know I had no products I had nothing to sell Other than I had an idea That if I got Four people If I got 10 people To give me four grand each I would show them how to replicate The success I got On the property side of things Before I fucked up But I'd show them how to Yeah, a couple of houses under their belt and get them going. We got forty grand. I'm like, Jesus, that was easy, you know. People were happy to 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 jump out and give us actually no, we got twenty-four grand, that's what it was. People were happy to jump out and give us money. Um So we went after it and it worked and I realised, Holy shit man, this Facebook is actually This Facebook works. There's something (laughs) something with this here, you know? And uh, we went, to the, we went to the the conference and I was delighted that I could spend the money because it was all business, it was business trip, I business money, it was a business expense, all that sort of good stuff. And while I was there, the mind is just doing backflips and somersaults and I'm looking at Grant on the stage, talking. I basically sat up right next to him and all, doing all that stuff, went to a party in his house, cool stuff. Um, And I got another idea, he, he actually, he was doing this other thing which was a five-day trip, it was $25,000 dollars. To go and spend five days in the Bahamas as a mastermind with them. I'm like, I'm not fucking spending 25 grand, holy shit. And like, how can we get 25 grand to spend there? So I went out. I says okay, here's an idea. We're gonna put another business program together. We're gonna take ten people on. Actually, no, we're gonna take 20 people on, fifteen hundred quid, and this is what we're gonna do. So in fact I've just told you a lie there. The first group, the first group of people was to help them with their business the second one that i the second video i made was to uh help people buy some properties so i was like right i'm gonna need 30 grand here plus a few other bits and bobs so i literally took a break out from the conference made the video rang linda um i said linda people are gonna be dropping up checks people are gonna be dropping up cash she's like for what here are these people i said i don't know just fucking take the money uh, put it into the bank every single day don't keep money out in the in the house overnight and she's like okay rang the office i says rachel listen people are going to be dropping in money take the money put it into the bank straight away just get their names we'll sort it all it will come back she's like who are these people i was like i don't know i've just connected with them on facebook so we got a lot of people i think we, we had literally 30 grand um dropped to the office by the time i came back from miami and then i'm like this is just fucking crazy like so basically i'd committed to going to spend that money and because i committed to spending the money to go to the mastermind and learn all this stuff it forced me to think at a higher level and say not not it forced me to think not as i'm not spending 25 grand it forced me to think of where could i get the 25 grand so this just opened my whole mind up to this whole kind of possibility thinking scenario you know um it was actually crazy, you know, it was an interesting scenario and we started getting money and So then I started creating programs and I started learning different things and figuring out the, the way of the world and the way of internet marketing and all that sort of stuff. Really then, we got lots of people like that, were work, that we were working with, lots of clients, um, and we ended up with a product called 52 Steps to a Better Business. Uh, I've got like over 200 clients on that and these are all builders, sole traders, uh, self-employed people. All, you know, you'll hear a lot of them on my podcast. These are good guys that are guests on 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 the in other episodes of the podcast. But these guys, you know, I can I can unequivocally say this. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. These guys make far more money in their business as a direct result of being on my program. Right now, we've got guys that don't do the homework and they don't do what they say, and they pop in every now and then. That's grand. Every single person who's on my program and who turns up there and does what they're supposed to do makes far more money as a direct result of what we teach them there and it's absolutely magic i love doing i get little i get little victory messages off people every week and every day oh look i heard what i heard what you're saying here and i've done this here and i'm making more money and it's fucking savage you know so now we're pretty much kind of established on facebook you know people wave at me call me when I'm walking down the road and stuff like that that you wouldn't know and you just learn to like, oh, he, he looks like a builder he must know me he looks like a plumber he must he must watch some videos you just learn how, how to, to deal with that the main thing is that that we've got going on there in my opinion is that I'm a fucking ordinary bloke right I'll stand next to you I don't stick out in any way shape or form you, you want to do a deal with me I'll fucking do a deal with you you know what I'm saying you want to make money I'll make money with you it has to be win-win we both have to be able to make money this is the way it is right i excel the minute it comes to the whole area of business i believe that every single person on this planet has a superpower and my superpower is that i can look at any small business particularly in the construction space although we are expanding that a little bit now i can look at any small business and within literally two three four five minutes i can say that's what's wrong with that business and it amazes me how good i am at that stuff it's just it just still amazes me every day i'm like how the fuck did i know that and you think back and it always goes back to something that went wrong on me like it's never you don't really learn much about that you don't really learn much from uh experiences that went well but you learn a fucking shitload from stuff that went wrong you know and it's it's a crazy old scenario like every time somebody presents a problem to me i'm like that rings a bell that rings a bell and i can nearly pinpoint exactly where i learned the lessons it's mad i didn't realize that when i was in insurance works running that business for 10 years that was my apprenticeship and now i can pretty much walk from anywhere in the world just chatting away to people on the phone you know once i have a pen paper i can kind of map out what the problem is what's going on all these different things you know and uh, you know i'm very grateful for that um and what happens now is the the business that we run here that fuels our property investing so we make money from this stuff and it brings back into the property invested you know but it's not really about the money it's about the results that we make for people the results that we get for people that's the that's the absolute magical thing you know so we see a lot of people and everybody wants to make money and everybody wants to do better and you know you hear all these motivational things and people are saying um people are like uh yeah, I want to do this, I want to do that, and then you ask them to fucking meet you at 7 o'clock in the morning, like, oh, that's a bit early, or you tell them you need to work on a bank holiday, oh, it's a bank holiday, like, so fucking what's a bank holiday, don't fucking work on a bank, you know, everybody, you know, Mike Tyson said it, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, you know, um, everybody, you know, everybody has a plan or a dream to get rich until the going gets tough, you know, and the one plus that I, the major plus that I take from the the bankruptcy stuff that I had to do, with was that, I never ever thought about giving up. I never ever thought about creating wealth throughout that process. I just wanted rid of certain things, yeah. But I didn't ever say, I'm going to go and get a job or whatever else. And I hate listening to tradesmen saying, sometimes I think I'm better off getting a job for someone else. I'm like, no, don't fucking say that, you know? Because the reality is, you ain't better off getting a job for someone else because you ain't worried like everybody else. You're fucking different. You are an entrepreneur. And not everybody in this world is an entrepreneur. That is the absolute long and the short of it, you know. And if you're an entrepreneur, you cannot work for anybody else. End the fucking story. You might be able to work for them for a a month, six months, a year. You know, you're going to have a tortured existence working in, in that job, you know. So that brings us up to today. As part of our building our profile and building our extending our reach and all that sort of stuff we decided to do our podcast. And the main reason why I actually t- decided to do a podcast was because people who say to me all the time, Joe, oh, I love listening to your videos when I'm driving around in the van. Great, I know most of my videos get listened to when people are driving vans. However, when you're listening to videos on your phone and you're driving around, when the video is over, it flicks to the next one. And I know the guys would be obviously fucking about with their phone when they're driving then. And I said, if somebody fucking ever tells me they had a crash or something... While you are listening to my videos. How could I live with that you know. So we put it in the podcast. You basically play it on your phone. And you can play one episode. And that'll play. And then you go on to the next episode. Next episode. Next episode. And your phone can be unlocked While it happens. You know that's the. That's the magical thing. About it. Whereas. If I rely on people to come to Facebook. You know it's it's not safe. For the lads that that's driving around you know. Now we're going to build a separate audience through this. Um, our podcast is. Is a live a week now? Let's see, let's see where we're at. Uh, let's have a look here. So have we? Have we got? Have we got a thousand people to to listen to our podcast in a week? There's a little stack comes up here. I think it take. I think that it takes a minute to load. This week, hold on. We'll see what pops up there now in a minute. Anyways, it's a new medium. Um, it's kind of a long form, isn't it? It's 30 minutes as opposed to listening to a video, um, watching a video for two or three formats. Like I go find that on my facebook page i do a lot of two minute tips because they're fucking two minutes you know anybody can listen to a two minute business tip because it's short and to the point whereas when it comes to podcast people are willing to listen to a little bit longer you know so guys look that's the story with myself um i'm a i'm a man on a mission my mission is to help as many people as i can whilst continue to grow my portfolio um I remember, I, reme- I remember, I mean, I have some bad fucking English at times, don't I, um, it's bad enough, like, listening to myself with this poxy accent, but when you listen to the way you say things, I'm like, that, that doesn't, that doesn't even fucking make sense, but you know what, fuck it, I'll tell you what makes sense, I make sense when I'm fucking in the zone, <clears throat> I make euros when I'm in the zone, yeah, um, so it doesn't make it, it was like, I'd say to lads, make a video, or write this on your Facebook, or do this, or do that, and they're like, oh, I wouldn't do that, I'm like, listen, Nobody gives a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Nobody really cares if you win the jackpot tomorrow. If you hit the jackpot tomorrow. No one cares if you go broke tomorrow. In, in, in the harshest way also that no one cares if you fucking live or die. Except for a few very small people right around you. Not a very small number of people around you. So the reality is we got one life we should just fucking lash at it you know. And I give, I give it a good run every single day. My whole concept, my whole motto of life is mind, body, wallet. So um look after the mental health look after the physical health look after the few quid in that order mental health first physical health second so i'm very careful about drinking water i'm careful about what i eat i'm careful about training i've got the marathon now next week um i just find that the healthier i eat and the more i focus on my work sorry the healthier i eat and the more i factor in my training as part of my work the more i can work I work a fucking insane amount of hours, you know, but I love it. And uh, we're getting massive results for a lot of people all along the way, you know. So, guys, I'm going to leave you with that. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode of Who the Fuck's This Joe Doyle, fella? Um, Do subscribe to our podcast. Uh, If you've got any questions or if there's anything at all that we could help you out with, don't be afraid to get in touch with us on the old Facebook page, you know. And uh, I will see you all at the top. Thanks for listening. Stay cool. So, folks, that concludes another episode of the Tradesman Survival Guide podcast. Don't forget that all of the tactics and strategies discussed in today's podcast are from my book, The Tradesman Survival Guide, which is available to buy online at www.joedoyle.ie forward slash TSG. TSG being, of course, short for The Tradesman Survival Guide.